What's up, everybody? Welcome to Good Wolf Radio. It's Jerry Scarlato. Today, we're going to continue a conversation that we started last time. We're going to take one of the points that we talked about in David Goggins' book, Never Finished, and we're going to expand on that point. Whenever I went through and broke down the seven points that we went through, a couple of them stood out, and we may cover, cover some of the other ones more in depth down the road. This one in particular is something that has shown to be a big issue for people. I've seen it historically training people throughout the years, and especially now in the situation that we find ourselves in as a society, having a hard time figuring out how to deal with hard times, which is what we're going to be talking about. It, it's imperative that we understand that hard times are here to stay. Hard times are not going anywhere. So you have to get comfortable with things being hard. You have to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Hard things aren't going to go away. The way that David Goggins puts it is that you can't be fooled by a false summit. His definition of a false summit, not definition, but in trail running, as you're running up a trail and you get toward what looks like the summit, you get to that point and you notice that you're not actually at the summit. What has happened is you've reached a false summit or just a plateau, if you will, and you still have to keep going up. In life, the way that that looks is that you get to a point where it seems like the hard things are done. It seems like the hard things are over. But really, all that's happened is that the current hard thing that you're done with has been checked off the list. And now it's time to do the next hard thing. That thing may show up now, or that thing may show up next week. That, may, that thing may show up unforeseen, or it may be something that you've planned and that you have on your calendar already. But no matter what it is, hard things are part of life. It is what is required in order for you to get the most out of life, whatever that means to you, whatever that is to you. If you want to get something out of it, it's going to require hard things to be done, which means hard times are going to happen. Some of them you will plan. Many of them, if not most of them, you will not. So you'll have to be able to deal with them as they come and then move along. The reason this is important is because somewhere along the lines we've gotten confused and we have thought that hard times shouldn't be around, like hard times shouldn't happen. But one of the things that we learn from history is that we don't learn from history. We don't learn that hard things come and go. They come in cycles. Sometimes they come in regular cycles. Most of the times they come in irregular cycles. That's on a societal level. That's on an individual level. On the societal level, wars come and go. Wars happen. Conflicts come and go. Conflicts happen. That's normal. It's something that has happened for an infinite amount of time. If you look back to Roman times 2,000 years ago, 2,500 years ago, they argued about all the same stuff that we're arguing about today. All the same stuff, they just had less technology to banter about it on. All the same stuff just different way of communicating about it. 
That's all. We're not any better. We're not any different. They just, they just didn't have cell phones to banter back and forth on. That's all. That's the biggest difference. So if we can understand that even on a societal level, hard times come and go, then whenever those hard times show up, we can deal with them better. We can deal with them differently. It's important to understand that doesn't mean that you just accept it. That doesn't mean that you lay over and allow yourself to get beat in the face by the haymakers that life's thrown at you. It means that you shouldn't be surprised that it's happening. You shouldn't be thrown off that it's happening. On an individual level, it's the same thing. It is the same thing. One of the biggest excuses for people to stop working out is because life's busy right now and I just don't have the time. Life is always busy. It's always going to be busy. And if that's going to be your factor for whether or not you're going to work out, then you're never going to work out. You're never going to prioritize your health and fitness. And you're never going to get where you think you're trying to go or where you say you're trying to go. So you have to be able to understand hard times are going to show up. The time is not the problem. It is the prioritization and the understanding that this is the way life is. It's not that life is busy now and that it's all of a sudden going to slow down and then it's going to be slow forever. You know that that's not the case. You know that that's not the case. And if you take a second to think about it, maybe you can think through and rationalize that that's not the case. So why have we gotten to the point where we expect hard times to end and not be around? By the way, if you, <laughs> if you hear a bunch of noise, the walls are not crashing in, at least not yet. Um, they're, <laughs> they're putting in, and now the phone's ringing, uh, they're putting in cameras around the building. And so they're crawling in the ceiling running wires and all that fun stuff. So anyway, that's what you hear. If you hear the noise, no big deal. Uh, we're all safe here. Thanks for being concerned. Why do we expect hard times to end? And why do we have a hard time with hard times? I think both of those answers come down to one simple thing. It is what Michael Easter would call the comfort crisis. That actually comes from directly from the name of the, his book, Comfort Crisis. Our society has gotten itself to a point where we are so comfortable that we have no clue how to deal with hard times. And when they show up, we just, we're almost intolerable to them. We, all, we, we almost can't stand it. From an environmental standpoint, we have so many comforts. How many comforts? They are unnameable. We have so many comforts. We live in a 72 degree environment. When we're inside, it is 72 degrees, always. When we are in our cars, we wait and we warm our cars up. Now, we don't even have to go outside and start our cars. We can automatically start our cars and get it warmed up to 72 degrees so that we're nice and comfortable. We can warm up the steering wheel. We can warm up our seats so that we're nice and comfortable. And we're gonna get all bundled up anyway, just in case it's not warm enough so that when we go in the car, the transition from the five seconds we walk out the door to get in the car, we don't want to be cold. We want to be 72 degrees. Once we get in the car, 
we have a nice cozy ride to the office where it's going to be 72 degrees. We live in a 72 degree environment. Our, we are so comfortable. We are intolerable to heat. If it gets over 80 degrees, we, we can barely stand it. If it gets under 60 degrees, we, we bundle up like it's getting ready to snow. Our chairs are comfortable. Our, our car seats massage our butts now. Like the amount of comfort that we have in our lives from an environmental standpoint is absolutely ridiculous. All of which started, which I talked about this a while ago, all of which started with the simple advent of the remote. It was kind of the beginning of this whole thing. Because as soon as we decided and realized that we could create something where we didn't have to get up and turn the TV, all hell broke loose and comfort was just brought upon us. On the other end of that is technological comforts. The technological comforts that we have in our life, we fully take, we take full advantage of, and we take for granted, actually. We take them fully for granted. The thing that we have in our pockets, your phone, what is, what is called a phone, but is just a computer in your pocket is all that it is. That thing allows you to do everything that you want. Everything that you wished for, everything that you, you, you can think of, anything and everything, except make you a million dollars, which a lot of people want, but they're not willing to do the hard work that is necessary. And except for getting you a six pack, which also requires work. And a lot of people aren't willing to do the hard work that is necessary to make it happen. Other than that, you want something to eat, it'll bring it to you. You want new clothes, it'll bring it to you. You want some jewelry, it'll bring it to you. You need a new bed, it'll bring it to you. You need a new car, your phone will bring it to you. Like all of that you can do from your phone. So we are so freaking spoiled at this point that if, we, if something goes wrong, an app glitches on your phone, you have a hard time with it. We, we are intolerable to hard things happening. And goodness forbid something serious happens because we wouldn't know what to do with ourselves. So our environments are so comfortable that physically we are at a point where we, we can hardly function. I don't want to say hardly function, but our health is deteriorated so much because our physical environment is in such a place that we we're constantly just wanting to sit around and do nothing. We're constantly just wanting to be at rest. We're constantly just wanting to be re relaxed. And that has brought, in our phys brought our physical health to a place where just going out and taking a walk feels hard to us. Just going outside or walking up a flight of stairs feels hard and it feels like exercise. So... The point of the matter or the point of all that is simply that we're at a point where we are so comfortable that we are intolerable to hard things. We, we can't stand when hard things arrive and when we have to do hard things in order to get what we want. If you want it, that's fine. You want a million dollars? Fine. Doesn't make you a bad person. I think it's actually very valuable to want a million dollars. That means that means you want to be disciplined enough to make a million dollars. But do you understand that that's what it's going to take? You have to be disciplined enough to do it. You want a six pack? 
Doesn't make you a bad person. Makes you a good person if you want to do that. But it requires a lot of discipline. It requires a lot of hard work. It requires a lot of effort. So being intolerable to hard work and hard things coming up has caused us to just be in this spiral, this situation where when a hard thing happens, whether that's having to have a conversation with somebody or whether that's having to exercise, goodness forbid, to get ourselves in shape, whether that's having to change our nutrition to lose weight, whether that's whatever, having to confront somebody. Whenever it happens, we, we, we can't handle it. And that's not productive for a stable society, number one, and for a strong, resilient individual, number two. So in short, we have become hypersensitive to hard things. We have become hypersensitive to hard things. On top of that, we're now getting to the point where we're trying to build psychological comfort for everybody as well. We're trying to get to the point in society where everybody is psychologically comfortable, where everybody is at a place where they feel like they can have whatever they want. They can have whatever they feel like they deserve or they're entitled to and whatever makes them happy. They don't have to earn it. They don't have to do anything about it. They, you, you can have it. That way you are psychologically comfortable, which is pure psychological manipulation, by the way. But we started giving out participation trophies so that kids all felt like they were achievers. Even if they lost, even if they didn't do anything, we gave them participation trophies to make them feel that way. In organizations today, it's the same thing. People are wanting things that they haven't earned, that they haven't gone out and done something to actually get. So because we're hypersensitive to hard things, we convince ourselves that we're not capable of doing it. And then we get into a mode in which we just think we're not capable or we think we're not willing or we think we're not worthy. All of which is not true. It's just what you've convinced yourself of because it's hard and it takes time and it takes effort. So the way that we start to be prepared for hard times is very simple, actually. It's not easy, but it's very simple. The way that we start preparing for hard times can be conveyed by another saying. You don't rise to the level of your expectations. You fall to the level of your training. You don't rise to the level of your expectations. You fall to the level of your training. Everyone, I believe, has a movie of themselves where they think that if something challenging were to happen, that they are the superhero in the movie. 
in the situation, in the experience or whatever. It's, say, for instance, you saw a robbery. I think most people would like to be able to be the person who stopped the robbery. Most people would like to have that ability to do that. And most people, when they envision that, they're the superhero in their own movie. That's your expectation. But what you expect and what you're prepared for are two very different things. That's why it's so important to regularly prepare yourself mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually for hard times in the easy times so that when those hard times come, they don't feel so hard. They don't feel so challenging. That's why it's so important to train yourself, to discipline yourself in such a way that when hard times show up, it doesn't feel challenging. It doesn't knock you back on your feet as much. It might a little bit, but it won't do it as much. It won't feel as heavy. It won't hit you as hard. And that training comes in the form of a couple of different things, of course. One of them, of course, always is exercise. Exercise and intense exercise. Not just going out and walking, which is fine. It's great. I'm not bashing walking. Everyone should do it. Even the fittest of people should go out and walk regularly. However, it's not an intense form of exercise that's going to help train you in multiple different facets. Physically, mentally, emotionally. Physically, mentally, and emotionally, hard exercise will train you in all three of those. Because physically, of course, it's going to make you more healthy and fit. Mentally, it's going to challenge your mental wherewithal to push yourself, to push yourself to work hard, to push yourself. Emotionally, it's going to teach you to set your feelings and emotions aside whenever you feel like quitting, whenever you feel like stopping, whenever you feel tired, whenever you feel like you're not motivated. All of those things are just fleeting feelings that will go away if you just keep going. That's all those things are. That's why exercise is so important and intense exercise especially is so important because it covers so many grounds, especially if you're in the weight room. If you get in the weight room and you train intensely in the weight room three days a week, you will be a different person in six months. You will be a completely different person physically, mentally, and emotionally. You will feel much different about yourself. You'll look much different. You'll act much different, not in a bad way, not in a bad way, but your confidence will go up. Your belief about yourself and what you're capable of will go up. Your discipline will go up. Your body composition will improve. All of that will change simply by weight training three days a week. The absolute effectiveness of that cannot be understated. And how that prepares you for hard times and how that prepares you for those times when Life is throwing haymakers at you and trying to knock you down. And it's got you on your back and it's trying to punch you in the face. But then you can push it off and you can get back up and you can stand back up and you can laugh and you can say, no, nah, I was ready this time. I was ready this time. 
So training yourselves, training yourself, excuse me, during the easy times so that you can prepare for the hard times, that's what it's going to take to get over this hypersensitivity that we have to hard things. That's what it's going to take, is training ourselves. And you have to decide what that means to you. I talked about exercising. I talked about weight training. Those, I think, are the most, I believe, are the most effective ways for you to get all around more resilient, stronger and more resilient. Of course, there's plenty of other things you can do. You have a hard time communicating, having conversations with people, have more conversations. Start with something simple. Start by inviting a friend over to talk about something that you're uncomfortable with, religion or politics. That's a great place to start because most people are very uncomfortable about talking about religion or politics. So invite somebody over just to have a conversation about it. That'll make you stronger and resilient for those times when someone confronts you about it. Then you can feel more confident about it. That's what we're talking about when it comes to becoming less sensitive to hard times. Less sensitive, you can do it in so many ways. And the only way that you will be prepared for game time is practice during easy times. So get out there, get started, get yourself going. And until next time, here's to your success in health and fitness mastery.